0: Hello and welcome to Sailing Through Life. I'm Lori, your host and friend on this journey. Join me as I share conversations that give you hope, passion, and vision to live a more fulfilled life, even when going through some of life's most challenging times. Discover new ways to focus on your health and well-being through modifying your habits and self-care routines and improving your mindset. Create the life you desire by finding the positive in life and realizing the strength and resilience you have inside. This supportive community will inspire you through the life experiences of my guests, as well as hearing my own crazy, wonderful adventure. Set sail with me on this journey to health, happiness, and living your dreams. Let us show you how as you sail through life. Welcome aboard. Hi, I really appreciate you joining me today, and I hope to continue to bring inspiration to your day. How do you sail through life? By being here, you know it's time to feel empowered. It's time to make every choice count. So join me on this endeavor by supporting the show. You can make a difference in someone's life by sharing this episode with your family and friends, or by contributing financially. I would love to grow this incredible community. Visit SailingThroughLifePodcast.com to learn more. Karen Seitz searched for years for answers, trying to find herself and her happiness. She hid behind her addictions and felt her life slipping away, even from a young age. As she started discovering a new way of living— Karen had created the image that she had it all together, yet deep down she knew she was lost and desperate to discover who she really was. Even though she searched diligently, she realized she was looking in all the wrong places. Then one day she had an awakening. She
1: found out why she
0: was unhappy and what the real problem was in her
1: life. I looked different on the outside, on the inside. I was still very insecure, still very much in self-doubt, negative self-talk, not feeling good about myself, uh, doubting myself, questioning myself, all symptoms of being unhappy. I could see my choices. I could see the things I was doing that I knew better than, that I knew the difference between right and wrong. And I wanted somebody, I was craving somebody to wake me up and say, it's you. Karen joins me today to explain
0: what she experienced and how this realization brought her to find her new awareness, how it led her to become the happiness mentor, and how she empowers others to find their own path to happiness. My guest today is Karen Seitz, the happiness mentor. Hi, Karen. Thank you so much for being here today. Hi, Lori. Thank you very much for having me. Well, today's topic, and a very important one at that, is happiness. You are here because you have your own story of the search for your happiness, and you obviously have discovered something amazing. After all, you're the happiness mentor. I'm excited to get into this conversation with you because the timing could not be better. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I need to start with a fairly broad question. What is the secret to being happy? And I know this is a huge question for mm-hmm. so many of us. So I don't know, maybe break that down a little bit. What mm-hmm. defines happiness? Maybe that's where we should start. Mm-hmm.
1: Wonderful. That's a great place to start because in my experience and my journey, Lori, I had happiness all wrong. And when I look around and I hear people talking about happiness or I read things about what happiness is, I work with you know many, many people and, and hear their idea of what happiness is. I'm going to be blunt. We've got it all wrong. We want to believe, and what I wanted to believe on my journey, that happiness is a feeling, that it's an emotion that it's a feeling of gratitude, or a feeling of joy, or a feeling of pleasure. I wanted it to be this blissed out feeling uh, that on my spiritual path, I did a lot of yoga, and I was a yoga uh, teacher. And I wanted happiness to be that wonderful feeling I would feel for about 20 minutes after a yoga class. (laughs) And I wanted to live in that all the time. And the problem with that, that is that's not based in any kind of reality because the reality of life is that it is full of curveballs. It's full of things we're not expecting. It's full of hardship. It's full of losses. It's full of many wonderful things as well. And it's not realistic to think that going through life and the up and down journeys of life that you're going to feel happy all the time or you are going to feel joy or gratitude even all the time. So how I define happiness through my own experience, what I teach others is that happiness is really a state of being and that what happiness means is I only want to be me and I only want the life I have. I only want me and I only want the life I have. How I define unhappy is always wanting what I don't have. (laughs)
0: Right. Yeah. Right.
1: Always wanting what I don't have. I think that's what we're geared
0: to do is always be focused on what we're missing. And um, gratitude and and being aware of what you do have and staying focused Mm -hmm. on that really does make the difference.
1: Yeah. And it, well, and from my perspective, the reason that we have that experience of always wanting what we don't have is yes, we, we live in a culture, we live in a society where we're bombarded with what we're told our lives need to look like or, or what we should have or what we should achieve or what we should accomplish. It's also very much ingrained in our human humanness that we're constantly seeking to achieve, acquire, accomplish, looking for our meaning and purpose outside of us. So when we look for our meaning and purpose outside of us, we're getting all of our value from people and things that we have no control over. And the result is we end up empty on the inside, not having any self-value. So the bridge to get to a place where I only want to be me, I only want the life I have, is learning how to become my own own meaning and purpose, and learning to value me. And that's how we get to a place of, I only want to be me. I only want the life I have. And the foundation of that, the foundation of being happy, is I know I will be okay no matter what. I know I will be okay no matter what. No matter what the twist and turn is in my life, no matter the curveball, the loss, the hardship the obstacle to overcome. When I'm happy, I know I will be okay no matter what because I have me and I'm embracing life and embracing the obstacles to grow and learn. So tell us a little bit more about
0: how you became the happiness mentor. What was going on in your life? What did you Mm -hmm. discover in -hmm. this journey that you were
1: on? Of course. I'll start... (laughs) Way back when, in my adolescence, is now in hindsight, I can see the journey I needed to go on to discover happiness, to become the happiness mentor. And in my belief, I believe that God has a plan for all of us, and that we get tested, we have different choices presented to us, and based on the choices we make, That's the direction we need to go. The plan for our lives to learn and grow, and to, and to become the best version of ourselves, and to learn what we need to learn in this life. So my journey really started in adolescence, and I very much in my teen years, in middle school, became addicted to self-destruction, and I started using drugs from a very young age, uh, from actually twelve years old. I got arrested. Uh, For the first time, when I was thirteen, and that escalated into high school. Um, It started with huffing things, and then in high school, um, I used ecstasy. Then that turned into pills, pain pills, um, anxiety pills, and then in my twenties, that turned into cocaine. And I was very much teetering on the edge of a couple things, really, of death. And teetering on the edge of getting very lost in that world. And that that was going to be my life. And I was very much going, I, I say often when I'm sharing my story with others, I should by all means not be here today. And the situations and circumstances I put myself in and that that path led me in in my own self-destruction. So by the time I was about 26, I hit my own rock bottom. And I would have hit many, many more rock bottoms. Um, But something in me knew and and in my belief, I think part of that was having having some kind of knowing in me, but also direction from God that I needed help and I needed to begin to get onto a new path. And I knew in myself, if I continued on this way, I was going to get lost here and I wasn't going to come back. So I started out in therapy, and that was helpful for a little bit just to get some managing and coping skills. However, what I can see in hindsight is that I was also looking to my outside world my parents, my upbringing, men, uh, my experiences in school, blaming and pointing the finger to those experiences. And those challenges for why I was so self-destructive and why I had gotten lost on a path of using drugs. And that limited me. So in this time, I also became very spiritually hungry. (laughs) and wanted to find a deeper sense of meaning and purpose. And so I went on a path of what I lovingly call doing all the (laughs) woo-woo that you could think of, (laughs) trying to find myself, trying to find that deeper connection to myself. And that became my new drug. So I got Mm -hmm. off drugs and then the self-help books and all the different healers and all the different spiritual paths became my new drug. Right. Well, I think
0: you get so desperate.
1: You do. You're just,
0: you're you're like, if these people are in the right frame of mind and -hmm. you fall into that category where you can immerse yourself in
1: it, Mm -hmm.
0: that is going to save you. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's very much what I thought. I wanted, I love that you said that, I wanted something or someone else to save me. I wanted something or someone else to have the answers for me, which is where I got so lost. Um. And then I was very, in in all of this, in in my own searching and own personal quest to heal, to find deeper connection, I also trained in all these modalities. That's where I became a Mm. yoga teacher. I became a Reiki master. I became a shamanic healer. And I had my own healing practice. And people would come to me for their answers to heal. And deep down, I felt like a fraud. Because I still, even though my life looked different on the outside, I, might, I looked different on the outside. On the inside, I was still very insecure, still very much in self-doubt, negative self-talk, not feeling good about myself, uh, doubting myself, questioning myself, all symptoms of being unhappy. And I was very fortunate to meet my mentors who were the first people and all the people I was seeing to try to fix me and get better, they were the first people, Lori, that said, Karen, you are the problem. You are the problem. It's not hard problem. to probably hear. <laughs> you know, I used to think that, but Lori, I was craving somebody to tell me that. I was craving because I had such a story, such a victim story around my childhood, my parents. Um, my past experiences. But I could see my choices. I could see the things I was doing that I knew better than, that I knew the difference between right and wrong. And I wanted somebody, I was craving somebody to wake me up and say, it's you. Because somewhere in me, I knew that it wasn't a mystery. I just needed somebody to lovingly, but very directly call that out for me. And that put me on a path of understanding that I had been the common denominator in every experience in my life. I was the common denominator. And what that means is that we can point the finger out to all the people and things and experiences we've had as adults to say, it's this, this, and this, that I'm struggling so much and I'm a mess and, and I'm where I'm at. But then there's no solution in that because we can't change those people. Or things or past events and they're certainly not going to change us. So being able to see I was the common denominator, that I was the one constant through all of my life's issues and challenges empowered me to become the solution because I am the only one and the only thing that I can change. And as I started to look at myself and I started to know myself as the problem That's where it's counterintuitive, but that's where I actually started to build self-value to show myself that I'm important enough to take the hard look in the mirror, to assess my life's choices and where I am today that I got myself to and start to change my behaviors and start to change my choices. And in that, I began to build a relationship with myself and feel good about who I am, which is the building block and the foundation being happy?
0: When we are challenged, it's so hard to, to put things in perspective because there's emotional side to it. Sometimes there's a physical side to it. There's a lot of reminders, a lot of triggers that mm-hmm. happen when those challenges occur. And it really compromises how we think mm-hmm. about ourselves and how we function. So what is it that you've done now in your life and what is it we can do Mm -hmm. to help ourselves find Mm -hmm. that true place of who we are to Mm -hmm. to get that sobering message that we're Mm -hmm. the common denominator Mm -hmm. in our in our situation.
1: Sure. To me, Lori, and what I teach and what I live in my life is we have two different paths or choices that we can subscribe to in life and and live our life out and we have to we have to consciously choose which path we want to walk down. Neither is better than or worse than or right or wrong. This is what has worked for me. This is my own experience and this is is what I teach others and there's there's two paths. We can walk the path of when life happens and the unexpected comes our way, and the curveball comes our way to stay focused on that and hold that responsible for our challenges and our inner turmoil and the struggles we are having. Or we can ad- live a path and walk a path where we adopt the perspective that life is neutral, that of all the challenges we go through as humans, Yes, some incredibly challenging, some devastating, some that knock the the breath right out of you. However, when we look around, these are the challenges that are common in our human experience. So what I mean by life is neutral is life is going to be life. Those human challenges and hardships and tragic, experiences are always going to be there. It's how I respond to those challenges and how I respond to life that creates the experience I have. So when I live that path, I'm really on a path of using life and whatever comes my way. And I stay anchored for me and knowing God has a plan for me. And yes, that you're right in the moment. Can that be challenging? (laughs) Mm -hmm. But if I slow down enough to reconnect with that and how I want to live my life and how I'm choosing to live my life, then I can navigate and use what life brings me as part of God's plan for me to grow and learn through the adversity, to use those challenges, to use those hardships and losses to build my own strength and to build up my human resiliency. So no matter what life brings me next, I have the strength and capacity to navigate it and learn and grow from it. And I, I also want to make clear, it doesn't mean we don't have the challenging feelings that come along with the life challenges. That's actually where I was trying to get to on my own spiritual journey. I thought I was supposed to get to this place where I was unbothered by anything that happened in life and that I could keep this Zen (laughs) perspective and feeling and attitude when the worst came along and happened. And all that resulted in was a lot of stuffing, pretending and avoiding my own feelings and my own human experience. So in being happy and using life as your, your your path to grow and learn about yourself it means you experience the feelings and and the struggle that comes up in you in the face of adversity you don't push it aside you don't avoid it you don't try to sidestep it or pretend it's not there you use that as a way to get to know yourself and as part of the growth and as part of using life to strengthen you it's it's not just being flat and, and coasting through life's hardships, it's really embracing it and jumping into it and allowing yourself to experience all that's there for you to learn and grow from.
0: You know, as you were speaking, I was sitting here and there were a bunch of things running through my mind. Mm. And I was thinking about how we're always trying to fill a void. Mm. And the void is you envision filling it with a feeling of happiness or, or like you were saying, operating in that Zen Mm -hmm. of always having that, that elevated feeling. And as you were talking, I saw that void being filled with those experiences Mm. that, that were deep and connecting to you and sorting through that. And I had a vision earlier today about a, a wave crashing and i i i kind of depicted this chaos that was happening on the surface but down below it was very serene mm-hmm. you saw the marine life and you saw the sea grasses and the coral and everything was just going with the flow and they didn't have any problem with what was going on in the water but on the surface the waves were everywhere crashing and and i thought that that was very symbolic to me mm-hmm. and that seems like this is in line with that where you're you're trying to make something it's not mm-hmm. and that creates more chaos. Mm-hmm. And when you get in line with what's going on, that's when you feel
1: the peace. Mm. How I put that, Lori, great connection is another understanding of that definition I gave of happiness. I only want to be me and I only want the life I have. What that leads to that's in line with Your experience that you just shared is a deep acceptance of yourself and a deep acceptance of life. That when we build our value internally in who we are, then it's me that fills that void in myself. It's that connection to myself that fills the void or the connection to yourself that fills that void. And it is in that place that we find our own inner peace, our own sense of being grounded in who we are, even in the face of chaos. And yes, there's going to be ripples in that peace as we're facing mm-hmm. the unknown and the ups and downs are the waves of life. But we have the ability to grow and learn through that. So we come back to that experience of having that inner peace that comes from that deep acceptance of who we are, and the deep acceptance of life. Anybody who's craving that
0: feeling—that that, that this this thing that dangles out in front of us, mm-hmm. of this this place we're gonna get to—it's mm-hmm. um, it, deceiving. It it mm-hmm. it is there already. It's just you're not looking at it, and and that's a hard place for people to be because the power that the negative things has in your life is overpowering the the vision you have to just turn a little mm. bit to see things in a different light and this is something that it's not you do it once and you've got it figured mm. out it's it's a, a practice <laughs> that you have to have to continue to turn a little bit and change your your vision of of what you're looking at or or seeing things in a different light and that that fight that we deal with all the time gets easier because mm-hmm. you you do get better at it and you do recognize things but what what can we do mm-hmm. if if we're we're on the start of this journey of mm-hmm. of finding this
1: place of feeling alive mm-hmm. well i have i wrote down because I had a feeling, Laurie, you might ask me a question like this. <laughs> and so I wrote down four practical steps and more four practical perspectives we need to take to begin and be on this journey of being happy and, and feeling alive and vibrant and fulfilled in ourselves. And, and I think that these four perspectives, Lori, or I know these four perspectives support what you are saying and that this happiness isn't some place you get to And, and getting to this place of acceptance in yourself and acceptance in life and having inner peace is not this place that you get to where you can throw your feet up or kick your feet up and coast. That's, our human fantasy of what we want happiness to be. Once, (laughs) once I just Mm -hmm. get my life here and I get this problem solved and I get this solved and my life looks like this, then everything will be good. Um, But that's not how life works. And so that's a, um, that's a trap to always be unhappy. So my four perspectives or, or four um, tips or the strategy very much speak to this being a journey And embracing the journey to cultivate that inner happiness of feeling good about who you are and only wanting to be you and only wanting the life you have even in the face of the challenges or hardships or losses that you're experiencing or have had in your life. So here's the first one. And this was a hard one for me and i'll explain it a little bit so that it doesn't sound so scary but the first one is is that in order for us to be on a journey to cultivate inner happiness we first must know that we are unhappy we first must know that we are unhappy that was a really hard one for me cuz I, like I said, I did everything under the sun and by all means made it look like I had it all together to myself and everybody else. I was like, don't tell me I'm unhappy. You have no idea how much money I have spent, how many books I have read, how many therapists I have <laughs> seen. I am happy. But remember the definition of unhappy, as I laid it out today, is always wanting what you don't have. And we can all look through our life and look at the, the different steps we've taken to get to the next place the next accomplishment, the next um, uh, goal, the next dream we have and in, in, in getting that. And it fills us up for a little bit. And then we find ourselves searching again. of uh, What's the next thing, right? If I just got this, then I'd be happy. That's the experience of being unhappy. So we have to know where are unhappy and have to know where we are at to get to the next place and, and get to a place of being happy. I call it, you have to know where you're on the map. To get from point A to point B, otherwise you just spin around in circles. So that's the first, and it's not a big bad thing. It's just our human experience. We our pursuit of happiness shows us we're unhappy when we look at it from that definition. Number two, you have to want to be happy, <laughs> and you might say, Karen, what do you mean? Everybody wants to be happy, but in my experience and my journey, I have fought being happy. Because I was so used to living from a place of not feeling good about myself, of looking to my outside world to give me my answers, to make me feel good about myself, to give me a sense of value, that that was my comfort zone. And so it felt scary to take the leap and start to learn to find my meaning and purpose in me and to value me because that was an unknown experience to me. And we all know that as humans, we are terrified of the unknown. And so for, for us as humans, being happy is the unknown. So we have to want to be happy, which also means we give up all of our excuses and, and we look within. And we've also lived an experience where our happiness has always been short-lived and temporary. So we tell ourselves, if I'm happy, then it'll just get taken away but not from this place of what we're talking about today. So that's the second. You have to want to actually be happy. And number three is what we talked about before is to know that happiness is not a feeling, that it's really a state of being where you only want to be you and you just want the life that you have. So stop chasing the feeling of happy and start embracing life to grow and learn so that you are developing inner self-value and you feel good about yourself, which brings me to the last and the fourth that I have written down here, is that how we really begin to cultivate being our own meaning and purpose, cultivate valuing you, is to do and be the best you can in every endeavor in your life, no matter if that is something challenging and hard that life has brought your way or something you are embarking on yourself. Do and be the best you can be to feel good about yourself. And doing and being the best you can be doesn't mean being perfect. It means doing the best that you can for where you are at and continuing to grow and learn and know that your best keeps growing and keeps evolving Mm -hmm. and changing as you grow.
0: I think the hard part for me in that is being patient. Mm, Yeah. Because I think you have a comfort when you get to a certain place that you're starting to feel true to yourself but then <coughs> you're being impatient because you expect the next day to think for things to be different mm-hmm. and it takes time for things to settle out if you've dealt with anything in your life that made you feel like there was an urgency to doing certain things that is a hard feeling to fight mm-hmm being impatient (laughs) yeah I I, I'm totally into these four steps because I can I can go through as you're talking and apply a step in multiple areas Mm. of of life and know that I'm at different places so it's not like I I don't envision this being like okay I did step one check I think each area of your life is at a different place
1: on this list as well Mm mm-hmm my perspective on that lori thank you is it comes back to something i was talking about earlier in the show about being the common denominator in our life mm-hmm. and what i have found that works best for me is is keeping the focus on me knowing i'm growing and learning through all of these different areas of life, whether that be my marriage or my career or with family um, or with my friends or with God or with um, the news (laughs) and and the things that come up in the news. But again, that one constant is is me and I might be further along in one area than another. But each area is there, each each relationship or each aspect of life is there to bring up patterns and, and limitations, and myself to continue to improve upon it and continue to outgrow, so that I can be me and be the best version of me in my whole life, so that I don't get caught in the trap of compartmentalizing every area. Because that's where I get from, for myself, that's where I really complicate things and make things very overwhelming. Whereas if I keep that focus on me and being the common denominator, then that's where I can feel grounded in myself, know I'm going to be okay, have that patience uh, with myself and just continue doing the best that I can and continue to see myself grow and learn in all those different areas and aspects of life. This
0: this whole conversation and the the time like I said, the timing has been impeccable with what how to see things in your mm-hmm. life, how to how to really have a clear perspective on your life. Again, it's it's always hard when something just happens mm. and I think that's you know, being just in, in alignment with an event and working through that. Mm. I think you have to feel all those emotions and like you said, you can't pack everything away. You have to you have to feel these things. You have to grow through this and and I think it's just kind of a, just the process of of living. And, and not feeling so consumed by any one thing, you know, this made it very obtainable when, when things are broken down into steps and, and you can kind of see things in sections as opposed to, you know, you have to do all this at once. I think that helps people Mm. too, where, you know, going through these four steps and being realistic with what Mm. you're doing and how you're interacting in your own life, Mm. um, can can really align you better to have the results that everybody's obviously looking for. Happiness. Yes. It's the one thing
1: that all eight billion people on this planet continue to search for is happiness. And we just need a simple roadmap and a, a guide to be able to get there and 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 really embracing it as a journey. The the minute that I want to get somewhere to feel better or have that magic pill to make everything okay is the minute that i step off the journey of being happy because then i'm wanting something that i don't have <laughs> i'm wanting my life to be different than what it is instead of embracing it for what it is again to grow and learn and to become the best version of ourselves that we we don't become the best version of ourselves to feel good about who we are when life is easy and everything is great and wonderful we become the best version of ourselves and feel good about who we are when we embrace the challenges and the struggles and we find our strength in the face of that that's where that's the that's where the muscle gets built not when things are easy and we get to coast Mm -hmm. there's no muscle that is built there
0: thank you karen thank you because i know how much this conversation means to so many people, yeah. and and the ease at which you've described this process, and and what this all means in our lives, and how obtainable this makes it yes. for somebody to really take the initiative to to make those
1: changes. Yeah, it really. Thank you, Lori, and thank you for having me and 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 giving me the opportunity to share this because I think it is something we all need to hear and. I often you know, make, make the joke, but it's not really a joke. Um, if I can do this um, and, and, and the struggles I had and, and the stubbornness and, and the fight that I have had, um, it's attainable for all of us. It, it really, truly is. Um, I think of Maslow's hierarchy of needs and, and at the pyramid of, of the hierarchy of needs as humans is self-actualization which is really using life to grow and learn and become the best version of yourself. And what I believe that means is that we all have the capacity to be happy. Nothing's missing in you. You are not broken. You didn't get born wrong. We all have the capacity. We just need that simple roadmap. We just need to realign, to use life to grow and learn. And it's within all of us to be happy we just haven't been, been given that roadmap. So thank you so much.
0: Well, Karen, and what a blessing it was to have you here today. And I, I really needed to hear your words. So thank you. You're welcome. As we learned today from Karen, the secret to happiness, the one thing that holds you back from a fulfilled life is you. You are in control of yourself and your happiness, regardless of the circumstances in your life. So many of us believe that happiness is a feeling, an emotion. However, Karen defines it as a state of being, meaning you only want you and the life you have. To begin our journey to happiness, Karen recommends four perspectives. One, know that you're unhappy. Two, you have to want to be happy. Three, know your happiness is not a feeling to chase. And four, to do and be the best you can in every endeavor in your life. Learn more about Karen and how she can help you at karensites.com. I'll put the link in the episode description. Thanks for being here today. And I know you know how important this is for me and how much I'd love to grow this incredible community. Don't forget to support the show by sharing it with your friends and family or by making a contribution financially that will allow us to reach more listeners with these messages of hope and empowerment. Reach out to me if you'd like to share your experience or if you know an organization to help even just one person at sailingthroughlifepodcast.com. Stay anchored. Chat with you next time.